Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Well, Mike, happy birthday. You made it another trip around the sun. And I know that people talk about how when you get older, you get wiser. And frankly, I don't know if that's true. But I do know this. You're officially one birthday closer to death. I know it. I know it. Thanks for that, Miles. Jeez. Chris, I, well, no, because what we say yes. when we have PFTPM, which is on hiatus until August 9, every Friday we say it's one, one week closer, closer to, to death. death. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So I like it. I'm now, I'll get that T-shirt. I like that. It's I, available at julianedelman.com. It's oh, Foxborough Forever. Foxborough Forever. Yes. <laughs> Foxborough Forever, except when you're one week closer to death. That's the way you would harmonize the two shirts. Uh, anyway, thanks, Miles. Thanks for nothing. Miles turns 30 this year, folks. And it's sometime in September, I believe. He's very, very secretive about when it is. So if any of you out there know when Miles' birthday is, florio at profootballtalk.com, please let me know because I want to make sure he has a very memorable 30th birthday. All right, uh, Juwan James, he had a memorable Monday. We talked yesterday about the grievance that was filed against the Denver Broncos seeking $15 million for guaranteed salary because his position is the injury that he suffered, even though it was away from the facility, an injury that counts as a football injury for which he, be, he should be compensated. Same day, signs with the Baltimore Ravens. Now, you would say, why in the hell would the Ravens sign him? Well, this is an investment by the Ravens because they'll sign him. He gets 500000 guaranteed this year while he rehabs his torn Achilles tendon. Right. And then he'll make more than $8 million next year, assuming that he checks all the boxes and he's ready to go. So, you know, smart move by the Ravens. I'm with you. Buy low. Right. Buy low. This guy's available. Go get him. Let him rehab. Get him healthy. And uh, I, I just I can't help but wonder how the NFL feels about the Ravens doing this at a time when Juwan James had been kind of the, the centerpiece of the whole, hey, you better show up for offseason workouts. They're throwing him a bone, but you know what? It's all about making your football team better, and they That's think right. he does. That's Not right. this year, but next year. Yeah, it's it's they're it's good business what they're doing. I mean, and you know the yeah the, the Baltimore's doing what's best for their organization. 
I'm with you. I think it's a brilliant move. You're making a $500,000 investment to sit there and watch a guy to make sure, wait, he rehabs. We can watch him closely to have a franchise top-level right tackle possibly for the next year and years after that. That's where I love it. I mean, yeah, it's not about this year. I mean, again, I don't know, Mike, maybe how they make the, you know, uh, IR injured reserve and stuff like that, the rules, maybe he could come back in week 16 or 17 this year or something like that for a playoff run. That could be a possibility too. I mean, so, but either way, I think it is smart thinking for the future. And yeah, now you get a firsthand experience to see how a Pro Bowl right tackle rehabs and is he going to get healthy and the $8 million's not guaranteed. But if it is, if he is healthy and ready to go, that's chump change for a franchise right tackle. And that's why it's a brilliant move by, by the Baltimore Ravens. And the grievance against the Broncos will continue. This doesn't end it. Right. He'll be looking for the difference between the $500,000 he'll get from the Ravens to rehab the torn Achilles tendon and the $10 million he was due to make from the Broncos this year, fully guaranteed. It was money he was supposed to make last year, but he opted out due to COVID-19. So, uh, look, I don't know how the Broncos feel about this. I don't know how the league feels about it, but the Ravens doing what they have to do to get their team better. And remember, they traded away Orlando Brown Jr., so they have need there. And Alejandro Villanueva, is it just a one-year deal? Yeah, I believe so, if I remember correctly, yeah. And it may only be one That's year right. because if Juwan James is ready to go, they can move on uh, uh, after 2021. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers not moving on from Coach Bruce Arians or GM Jason Light. They got rewarded for what they were able to accomplish last season with new contracts. Arians receives a pay raise for the years left he has on his current deal. Light got years added to his contract Arians is going to be 69 in October. He's already the third oldest coach in the league behind Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick, oldest head coach to win a Super Bowl. You know, he he recently addressed this, Chris, and I see no reason for him to feel any other way. Keep going as long as you can. You've right. got it figured out. You've got the code cracked. Well, I think we talked about this. Yeah. Keep going. Why stop? You got Tom Brady. Why stop? You're going to build up equity by competing for championships and or winning multiple championships. Do the transition to Kyle Trask and see how it goes. Go to Blaine Gabbard if you truly believe he's the most underrated quarterback in the NFL when he gets a chance to be the guy. But why would Arians stop now? No, I, I agreed. You know, his energy still seems top-notch. He loves doing it. I mean, as long as his health is good, then keep going. You're right. I mean, he, he seems to have gotten to the groove of, like, where it's, it's just not stressful for him coaching anymore. You know, just doesn't matter. The normal day-to-day -day grind of it is just part of life for him. So uh, I'm with you there. He's worked so hard his whole life, and he's finally in a setup that's like what you dream about if you're like a guy that aspires to be a head coach. He's got a great working partner in Jason Light, who they have history with. And like Jason Light's got an unbelievable eye for talent. He does. All you got to do is really look. I mean, look at the team. We know the team. We know, yeah, great with all the high-end talent. But it's really a lot of the, the, the second and third and fourth round picks that are so impressive on the football team as well. That's when you really look at them and just go, man, they have incredible depth. You know, they're set up at every position. So they've killed it as a combination. And, uh, you know, I, I actually, when I saw this news, I actually was kind of like, well, what took so long? Why didn't I was actually surprised this hadn't already happened, really. The one thing to keep in mind, I was talking to somebody 
about this yesterday as it relates to Bill Belichick, who who turned 69 a couple of months ago. George Hallis ultimately retired from coaching because he physically could no longer stand on the sideline for three hours. He mm. couldn't get up and down the sideline to harass the officials when they made a bad call or whatever the case may be. And you get to a point where you just physically can't do it. Hips and knees and ankles, you just can't do it. And and I wonder, remember in the latter years of Joe Paterno's career, he was doing a lot oh, of coaching from upstairs. The, yeah. I wonder if one of these guys ultimately is going to keep coaching but take it upstairs so he doesn't have to be standing there on the sideline. I mean, I'm sure we will see that before it's all said and done. But I I just can't imagine, you know, one, you know, of course, hey, health is the coaches and people seem to be in better health. Joe was what, like in the 80s when he was doing that, I, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly. I have a hard time thinking guys like Bruce Arians or Bill Belichick or Pete Carroll – would ever do that they're just too much of like they got they're the general and they got to be with the troops and they got to be there in the action and that just you know they're old school that way that's where I, I don't know I look at that crew and go if they are told they might have to go in the booth to for the games that's the, they're the type of people that would go ah well I think it's time is the, the time has come I'm done they're telling me I can't even walk around on the sidelines during the game it's over uh but I don't know good thought Romeo Cronell, the oldest NFL head coach at 73. He picked mm. up the job on an interim basis week five last year after Bill O'Brien was fired. He had broken the record that was set by Hallis, who coached until he was 72 and 318 days. So it's not that wow, far off. That's crazy. The record's not that far no. off for Belichick, Carroll, and Arians. There's a chance all three of them will coach longer than right? anyone ever has in the history of the league, Chris. I didn't know that. You know, I, I mean, it's, it's actually like, again, I call myself a historian, but I, I'm actually really surprised that that's the oldest 73s, as old as has gotten. I, I mean, I don't know why. I guess I, I shouldn't expect it to be too much past that, but uh, I did not realize he had the record there at, at 73 years old. Yeah, and uh, and again, it had stood for 55 years, 53 years before it was broken last year. So I, I think between – I'll take – one and a half is the over-under, the number of coaches currently in the game who make it past the current record, and I'd probably take the over because I think at least two of them are going to be coaching beyond their 74th birthdays. I think Belichick and Carroll will still both be in the NFL then. All right, uh, let's go ahead and take a break. When we return – We've gotten away from it in recent days because there's been some news that we've had to address. Today, we have a perfect opportunity to go back to the well and catch up on the Chris Sims. I, 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 like, I like that the cover of Quarterback of the Future is the like back that? cover. Right <laughs> above, don't waste your time reading crap like that. When we return, Chris Sims, football expert as it relates to quarterbacks. The countdown continues. We'll do that next here on PFT
That was the Spanish call via Fox Deportes of the great. Daniel Jones trip and fall over the 15-yard line. Hit a top speed of 21.23 miles per hour on that run, the fastest of any quarterback at that point of the season. Longest run by a quarterback since Marcus Mariota went 87 yards and did not trip over any of the yard lines on the way to the end zone in 2015. They did score a touchdown four plays later, but uh, yeah. one of the most memorable <clears throat> moments of Daniel Jones' career, even though he'd like to forget it, it brings him in, and I'm sure that was one of the factors, to put him at number 26 on the Chris Sims Top 40 Countdown. There are the next few that we're going to to discuss today. They've been revealed. I think you're, you're way ahead of me on I am. the Sims Unbuttoned because yes. we've fallen behind. But for our purposes, and we will catch up, we're Daniel Jones, 26, and then a couple of Saints after that. But let's talk Daniel Jones. Yeah. Because here's my question. Yeah. Where is he going to be next year? Right. Next year, he's either going to be in the top 20 or he isn't going to be the starting quarterback of the Giants. I, I think that's right. You're right. This is this is the year. There, there's no excuses. He's got all the physical tools and everything you need to be successful as an NFL quarterback. It's just time to put it all together. I mean, that's really what it is. They they seem now to have at least a team around him to certainly give him a fighting chance that way. Hey, it's another year in the Jason Garrett system, so hopefully that's come together and can mean better play for Daniel Jones and the Giants offense and everything like that. But when you break down Daniel Jones, there's a lot to like. There really is. I mean, controls the football, throws perfect spirals everywhere. Got a real good arm. It's not a great arm. It's not a superstar arm. But it's a good arm to where there's no limitations to anything you have to do with your offense or him making throws. You saw his ability to run. He's a real athlete. He is. I mean, he's the type of guy that can keep the ball and read options and rip off 30 and 40 yard runs. But now we got to learn how to play the game better. And Mike, you heard me say this last year. It's really the same problems with Daniel Jones. He did not grow much in the department of what I would call pocket awareness, right? We talked about the strip fumbles, you know, from two years ago, that was an issue. It's still an issue, as you could see here from the stats. And the interceptions have the same, are the same thing too. It's too much of holding in the pocket. Let me hold the pocket. Coach told me to go to one, to two, to three, to four. Okay, I'm gonna stand here and keep going through the reads and oh no, the pocket's collapsing. Oh, I just gotta throw it here. Oh, interception. Or, oh, the pocket's collapsing and I'm still looking downfield and somebody swats the ball out of my hand. He's gotta get better awareness in that. There's gotta be a better backyard element to his game. That's what we gotta see him really improve on, taking care of the football in that department and I have no doubt that he could do the other stuff to be a good quarterback and make that offense good. And, you know, Chris, sometimes it's as simple as you can sit the guy down in a meeting room, you can take him to the film room, you can put him on the practice field, and you can hammer those things into his brain over and over and over again. But when it's time to there go out, go. it all changes. Right. Right? Right. It all changes. And you revert back to the things you've always known. The clock in your head has not changed. Because, and people get confused by this. Look, you are at the center of one hell of a hurricane when you're the quarterback of an NFL team. You got a lot of things that you need to remember. And when it's time to remember them, you're not going to remember them. You're just going to do what you know. Yes. And unfortunately for Daniel Jones, what he knows is holding on to the ball too damn long. That, that's right. That's right. And that's where he's got to make an adjustment. He, he's too smart. He's too good of an athlete to stand there like the Statue of Liberty in the middle of these mosh pits too much. And 
you know, I, I talk about this a little bit on my podcast, but hey, the NFL's changed. I really do think he's trying to do good and do what the coaches say and be that pocket machine quarterback and dice you up that way. And hey, that's great. I do admire his toughness. He's fearless in the pocket, but it's, you know, like the gift and the curse type thing there. It's, yeah, it's a gift at times, but it's a curse too. And in the 2021 NFL, like, it's changed now. It's no longer, you know, 1988 or 1997 where you just stand in there and you look down the field and you try to throw a ball into a tight window. Like, you have to have pocket awareness as far as you got to look at the pass rush a little bit. You got to. There's too many crazy defenses. There's too many talented pass rushers to where you can't just totally disregard the people that are coming after you and look downfield and just think, okay, I'll be good. Rodgers, Mahomes, even Brady, if you watch games of them, they drop back to pass and, okay, they're looking downfield and now they pat the ball and they assess around them. They look around. Wait, is somebody there? Okay, I'm going to pat it again. Eyes downfield. Okay, let me make sure somebody around me just so I don't get strip sack or get hit as I'm throwing the ball. That's part of the game now. It's no longer like those old coaching points of like, don't look at the pass rush. No, you have to look at the pass rush now. It's part of it because the quarterback is expected to make off-schedule plays when people aren't there and things like that, and that's to me where he's really got to grow as a player. No excuses for Jones this year. They yeah. picked up Kenny Galladay in free agency, drafted Kadarius Tony in round one after trading down, right. and added Kyle Rudolph at tight end. They have Evan Ingram. They have plenty Barclay's of other guys. Barkley's back. Right. Barkley is healthy. Yeah. This is it. This is it. Up or out for Daniel Jones this year because they're going to have options. Available That's right. next year. That's right. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, who knows? Every year there's going to be a revolving door of veteran quarterbacks available if a team wants a quicker upgrade than to roll the dice on a draft pick. And Agreed. he'll be in position to have a top 10 draft pick if they stink this year because of Daniel Jones. So we'll see how that goes. Next two guys from the same team, Jameis Winston, 25, Taysom Hill, 24. Threshold question, does that ranking – carry with it the implication that you think Hill should be the starter in New Orleans. Yes, it does. It does. It does. Uh, I, I do believe he should be the starter. Now, I think it's really close. I know we've had this conversation, and there's a lot to like about Jameis Winston's game. There's no doubt. I mean, you and I have both talked in, in, in high praise about his good play. He can do some really special things. I mean, he's got a really good arm. He's a way better athlete than people realize, you know, he sees the field well. It's the old thing we've talked about, Mike. He just doesn't have that governor at times. So where it's just like, wait, the play's over. Throw it away. The play's over. Just go down. You got sacked. We don't have to throw a ball and try to shuffle it 15 yards in front of our face into quadruple coverage. You know, that's why I can't put him higher than that. His talent is greater than 25, certainly. But, yes, there's trust issues that I want to believe that Sean Payton has coached out of him and will make him better, but I haven't seen that yet. I don't know that yet. So, yeah, there's a lot of starting caliber superstar principles about Jameis Winston's game. There's no doubt. But there's two issues that keep him where he's at right now. One is that decision-making like we talked about. It can't be the last play of the game all the time. And then, you know, two would be – a little bit, he's got to be control the football a little bit better. Those 30 interceptions, yeah, some were dumb decisions, but he misses too many throws too with that wind up like kind of motion he has where he swings the ball 
where it's a little errant at times. If he can fix those two things, he could be a starting quarterback and a superstar in this league for a long, long time. I wonder how willing Sean Payton will be to stick with whoever he picks as his week one starter. Is he going to be tempted, you know, after a bad game, after a bad decision, after a bad throw to yank Jameis Winston for Taysom Hill or vice versa? Um, Or or is he going to want to give whoever the starter is the full chance, barring injury, to take the full season and show what he can be. That's going to be a heck of a dilemma it for is. him because he hasn't had to deal with that as a head coach because it's always been Drew Brees. Right, right. Yeah, you knew you were like, oh, well, okay, Drew had a bad game or two. He's going to work out of this funk and he's going to get better. Yeah, you don't know that with this crew here. We don't. You know, And I would think that Sean coming from you know, understanding quarterback's not easy, him being an ex-quarterback, coming from the school of Parcells, that he's going to give whoever he names his week one starter at least – their time to kind of get their feet planted in the ground and used to playing before he starts to go, okay, now it's, it's been five weeks and it's been really underwhelming and some bad reads and some mistakes and this offense does not look like what I expected, then I could see that. Then, like, okay, four or five games of bad, then he starts to think about that. But, you know, with Taysom Hill, I got him ranked one spot in front of Jameis Winston. I know, yeah. If you think about quarterback from the traditional sense, yeah, he's not as good as Jameis Winston, but it's still better than you think. And when you talk about Taysom, Win- I mean Taysom Hill, you got to evaluate him as like a force of nature. It's about what he's a, he's a weapon at the quarterback position. It's what he does to defenses because of his skill set and the pressure he puts on you that way. Let alone, we saw him go three and one last year and be a really good thrower of the football and have very good control, throwing higher degree of difficulty type throws than maybe even Drew Brees was throwing in the offense last year. It was a lot more down the field. It was back shoulders. You know, he found a connection with Michael Thomas. So I think between the athlete I've seen and the preseason from two years ago and then going three three and one this year, I just look at it and go, it's gotten better and better every year. And that's where I look at Taysom Hill as, yeah, he's a quarterback, but he's also kind of a a force of nature and what he brings to the field as an athlete and what he's going to do to defenses and putting pressure on them. You know, if I didn't know better, I would have thought you almost said Tamus Winston. I almost said Taysom Winston. I almost said Taysom Winston. Tamus Hill, (laughs) Tamus Winston. There's all sorts of permutations there. If there's a tie, yeah, baseball tie goes to the runner. Football, does the tie literally go to the runner and Taysom Hill? I or, think it or does. Or does it go to Jameis Winston? I think it does. I mean, you you tell me. Let's talk this out. Like, I, I mean, Taysom Hill's his pet project toy baby that we've talked about for the last three years, right? And he did go three and one and has been there. I would think if it's a tie that Taysom will get the benefit of the doubt. Uh, uh, at least that would be my thought. What about you? Yeah, but but you could make Jameis the quarterback and have Taysom on the field if it's all about You're having right. the best of guys know. on the That's field. That's right. That's right. That's interesting. I know. You're right. Uh, it, it's going to be – I just have the, the sense of the liking of Taysom Hill. I think you and I have both got the sense that Sean Payton's intrigued by this new-aged attack and offense he might be able to run with Taysom Hill. And I think when you just, you know, again, break down his quarterback play, I understand the drop-back pass game not be, might not be to Drew Brees' level, 
But I think he's still he's going to be able to watch film from last year or whatever and goes, we were still good dropping back to throw with this guy. And he could do some things that are going to scare the hell out of defenses with his ability to launch the ball down the field and make power throws. Let's not forget the last two years when they wanted to make power throws, they brought Taysom Hill in the game some way to push the ball down the field instead of Drew Brees. And I think that's an element you could see in their offense more if he's the quarterback. And one important factor we've discussed in the past, which guy that Sean Payton believes will be able to digest, yes. process, sure. and implement and execute five, seven, ten new plays that Payton shows up with on the morning of game day right. that he spotted in his final film review or looking at a reel of all touchdowns that have been scored in the month of October, whatever the case may be, he's always looking for ideas who can incorporate those the way that Drew Brees could automatically and not miss a beat and and off they go. That's going to be huge. Now it's not necessarily relevant for week one when they play the Packers and they have seven months to get ready. Right. But it will be relevant right after that or five and beyond. That's right. Right after that. And you know, even like to your point there, yeah, psychos like Sean Payton, they come up with ideas on Saturday night and you're like, damn, this is six, seven new plays like you're talking about. And digesting the office, people like Sean Payton, you know, you get into the you get into the facility on a Wednesday morning. I know this because it was like this with John Gruden. You might have 80 new plays that week. You know, some are like, yes, yeah, similar plays, but it's a different personnel set and a different formation. And you got to make sure to tell, wait, this tight end who's been doing this play has been running this one route, but now he's going to be running a different route lined up somewhere else. And you're the quarterback. You got to be the one to tell him, let him know, like, hey, this is what you're doing. You got to be over here. Uh, everything like that. Here's your rules, blah, blah, blah. And that's where those offenses get tricky. Just the amount of volume that's thrown on you week after week after week to where you're going, whoa, it's another 110 plays, another 100 plays, another 140 plays. Whoa, we got all these checks. And that's got to be part of the thought process, certainly, in deciding this for, for Sean Payton, I would think. We'll stay in the Saints division. Today is the day we draft the best non-quarterbacks in the NFC South. And, oh, by the way, the NFC South is loaded. (laughs) More PFT Live right after this. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mike, you and I have been working together for more than 14 years. So long that you bought me this Steve Slayton jersey at a West Virginia football game in 2007. 
Back then you were only middle-aged, now you're really ancient. Happy birthday, old man. Boy, that was very touching. <laughs> hey, old timer. Happy birthday. Lucky he lives in Chicago. I drove over to his house and I'd give him a piece of my mind. <laughs> all right. Well, well thanks. I'm hoping you'll get my gift here, you know, late morning for sure. I, I, I've, I, I've had some predictions already. Chocolate covered pretzels is the leader house. It's a, the chocolate, <laughs> cho- a, a lifetime supply, which for me isn't very long. <laughs> yeah, right. Chocolate covered pretzels. Right. No, uh, I think we'll it's, it's going to be a little bit better than that. So, uh, all right. Yep. Uh, it doesn't get any better than chocolate covered pretzels, baby. All <laughs> right. Best non quarterbacks in the NFC South. Chris, ask me the question. I'm trying not to cheat. Yep. All right. Keep it Look black. Keep it answer. blacked out, Pete. Don't erase it yet. All right. This I'm is not looking. Here we go. It's a gift for you. Happy 56. Since we've asked you this already, all right? We asked you this last year. We'll see if you remember. Maybe not. Maybe that just shows you how old you're getting. You can't even remember. All right. There's a notable former player who shares your birthday. The Dolphins drafted him, but he went on to make five straight Pro Bowls with a different team. Troy Vincent. Yeah, good memory. I already knew that. I already knew that. He's five years younger than me to the day. Troy Vincent. Hey, did I get that wrong before? Not, yeah, you got it wrong last year. I, I do yeah. believe, yes. So, all right, that's great. You, you and Troy Vincent. All right. I didn't realize that. That's a good one. Good yeah. company. But Jeez. he's 51. Yeah. He's 51. Five years younger. Five to years younger. Yep. Yeah. A little more talented at football than you. Just a little. Uh, slightly. Yeah, slightly. All right. Uh, best non-quarterbacks in the NFC South. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of great players in the NFC South. I, I got to go Christian McCaffrey, though, even though we we didn't see much of him last year. First it was an ankle. Then it was a shoulder. But but he's awesome. He can do it all. And don't write off the Panthers this year. Don't write off any of the teams in the NFC South, frankly. We don't know how it's going to play out, but – if McCaffrey's healthy, if Sam Darnold with those receivers, defense, all the resources they've invested into it, McCaffrey could end up being a key, key player in that uh, in that division and for that team, Chris. Yeah, it's, it's hard to argue that one. It, it, this, this division is so talented, it's hard to figure out who's really the first pick. It really is. There's so many good football players. Um I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with running back too. I, I think I'm gonna go Alvin Kamara right off the bat here. I mean, how could I not from what you saw last year? I mean, it was special. He was definitely one of the best running backs of the game. And I just feel like when like like McCaffrey, Mike, like when you have a guy like that, it's almost like he fills two positions, you know, when he's on the field. It's like, oh, he's a receiver or running back. What do you want to defend him at? We can do a lot of different things here. And I, that's where they're they're both brilliant that way. But you know, Kamara can run strong between the tackles. He's unbelievable at making people miss in space. Uh, catches the ball just like a wide receiver. So I, I'll I'll go with Alvin Kamara. It, it was tough to actually figuring out who I wanted to go with there. And and look, it gets even harder as we go forward. There are so many great players. But if if I were drafting a team right now. My next pick would be Devin White. Yeah, I almost made him one. I hear you. I, I, I mean, that I want that guy on my team. He's got the right attitude. He's got the right mentality. He's got the right leadership. He's got a knack for making big plays, being in the vicinity of the ball. He has a horse. That's a plus. It is. Just because I think that's kind of cool. So, yeah, Devin White. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at you there. I, I honestly thought about making him the first pick. I did. I didn't think you'd go there right yet. So that's kind of what, what made me sit away from it. All right, well, 
I'm going to go to what I look at as I think the second best defensive player, or maybe the first best. It's really close. I'm going to take Grady Jarrett next. I am. I, I look at Grady Jarrett as being the – I'm trying to think about this and, and not disrespect anybody, but I think other than Devin White, to me, that is the best defensive player in the division. I mean, for what he does on the inside there, you know, he's strong, but he's disruptive as hell. That's really the great the thing about Grady Jarrett. It's, it's not about the, the, the production and what he does there. It's, it's the disruption on a play-to-play -play basis. He's one of the best interior defensive linemen in all of football, uh, and so I, I can't pass him up. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to circle back to the offensive side of the ball, and I, I, this one's not as easy as maybe it could be, and a year ago I would have picked someone else, but I'll say Mike Evans. Uh, I've always respected the way he handles himself, quiet, soft-spoken, goes about his business, got seven straight seasons of a thousand yards that's an NFL record and uh, I just think he's a great presence on that team and maybe in year two with Brady we're going to see even more from him uh bigger numbers more touchdowns etc for one of the best receivers in the game yeah I, I I'm uh, I'm not mad at you there I mean I, I'm actually I'm going to go with Michael Thomas with my next pick the same type of thing yeah it wasn't the greatest year last year and all that but damn he's still too good of a football player you know just has it all let alone, I mean, hey, he's 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 a size wide receiver, and he his size is a real real special thing in the NFL. His hands, his aggressiveness, his physicality over the middle. He's got as good a hands as you got uh, in, in the NFL. Peter, we doing round four? Or do we have to take a break? All right, I'm going back to my guiding principle from round two. Who would I take now and want on my team? He may not be the best, best right now of the rest, but I want Antoine Winfield Jr. Oh, you just like, yeah, you like the attitude what he brings. Team. I hear I want, that. I want him going forward, going into year two of his career. Well, I mean, I, I, I hear you. I mean, he's a guy you want on your team. I'm not going to sit here and tell, sit, get into, I think he's the best non-QBs of the NFC South. The team building thing, it makes sense. I hear you there, but I'm going to challenge you on that just, to, just a little bit at That's least. That's fine. Uh, I'm going to go fine. with DJ Moore. I'm gonna, I think one of the most underrated wide receivers in all of football. You know, I like guys. I mean, explosive. I mean, it's, it's one of the best yards per catch in all of football. He's a real weapon. Everybody's going to know who DJ Moore is by the end of this year. I, I, I'm really calling that right there with, with better quarterback play in year two under Matt Rule. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll wrap up this Tuesday edition of PFT Live right after this. Birthdays are merely symbolic of how another year's gone by and how little we've grown. No matter how desperate we are that someday a better self will emerge, with each flicker of the candles on the cake, we know it's not to be. For the rest of our sad, wretched, pathetic lives, this is who we are to the bitter end. Inevitably, irrevocably. Happy birthday? No such thing. Well done. Are you well going to play done. that on television tomorrow? Well done. Yes, we are. Bravo. Well done. That was the speech that Jerry Seinfeld gave when George ordered him to quit being so damn funny because Cheryl Fong would like Jerry more than George, and she ended up liking Jerry more than George because he was very dark and disturbed. Well done, Peter. Word for word. Perfect. Okay, uh, round five of our NFC South draft. Give me Kyle Pitts. What the hell? 
Everybody says he's going to be a superstar. Yeah. Let's, let's go ahead. Get yeah. him. I know. Oh, he's a rookie. He hasn't played yet. So what? So what? He's transcendent talent. Best tight end prospect ever. Yeah. Gimme, gimme, gimme. I hear you. I'm not going to be mad at you there. All right. I'm going to give, I got to give love to one big ugly. I'm going to go Ryan Ramschek uh, for the Saints. I mean, he's the best, one of the best right tackles in football for sure. I got to give him a little love there for sure. Um, man, we didn't get to Shaq Barrett, who I wanted to take next. I think he's another guy that we, we probably could have taken uh, that, that missed out here on this draft. Yeah, you're probably right. Oh, well. I, I'm, I'll take my five guys, though. I'll take my five guys into any football team that I would otherwise put together. All right, that is it for today. Hey, Florio, just, that's very funny. That's from Iron Mike. Man, look how big that kid is. Look at that kid. What a cutie. All kid right, can read. Thanks, he knows uh, a bad book when Mike. he sees it. Thanks, everyone. Happy See you tomorrow 56. if I survive tonight. See ya. Bye. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.